So what does getting ready for the ball look like for you two? Um, well, Brim's just going to wear the armor that he has had on under That's his clothes. That's super fair. Because he wants to show it off. Yeah. And to be fair, your whole party's been invited. So Haya's going to be there. I think Ingvild will not be there, but... Mm-hmm. She's just invited. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know if anybody knows she's there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah. Definitely um, for the best. Yeah. Um, Egwene's invited. Duncan's slicking his hair back. He's putting on his good tunic. Yeah, I think Brim's just going through, you know, the normal process he does yeah. for balls. It's kind of like five steps. I put my amulet of the six on, but I keep my other three in my pocket. Hmm. Nice. I think, um, I think Vea and Tograph come to come to you, Brim, and Vea does the thing she always does, which is adjust your hair and adjust your clothes a little. Yeah, that's fair. And then you undo it. Yeah. As is, as is tradition. Life. Yeah. Um, and I think she signs I love you to both of you. Oh, very, um, very kind. Yeah. And I think Warm Cotton and Haya are dressed quite nicely and also waiting for the three of you to come out. So How does Haya look? Haya looks just devilish. It's good. Okay. But he looks... He's wearing red. Okay. He's wearing like... You know how Samuel L. Jackson sometimes dresses to red carpets? Yeah. Like, what if there was a fantasy version of that? That's what is doing. Okay. Fair. Um, so he's looking just cool. So good. But also, like, he doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, I just, like, woke up looking this good, and I'm just going to roll through the ball. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, I want to... I want to... I kind of assume that I've been doing this in between, but I think I'm going to... Real quick, I'm going to, like, say, like, a quick, uh, I guess, like, another half prayer mm-hmm. to Tauren. Tauren. Talreen. Talreen. Yeah, that's it. I just gotcha. wanted to make a note. Hmm. Duncan, I think Egwene's, like, at your doorway when you... Uh-huh. Like, waiting for you. Oh, Egwene, you look... Uh, you look nice. Yeah, I think she's wearing, like, a green dress. Um, which, like, goes with her red hair really nicely. Mm-hmm. Looking good. <laughs> <clears throat> you ever think, did you ever in a million years think we'd make it? That we'd be here? No. But, I don't know, I thought, I don't know, would you rather be here? Or would you rather, I don't know, be in Lone Tree, like the original Lone Tree, and not have all of this craziness? Like, if you could have had, like, just a peaceful life. Not as amazing, sure, but, you know, you just take over for... You you just would have taken over for Byron Bellows, and... But... No Bandit Croc, no... No... (laughs) Setting the town on fire to move it into a snowy wasteland. No... Giant centipede monsters. Like... (laughs) I'd be... Would you trade it, or do you want this? Well, I don't know. If that's what it was, I'd still be fixing wagons every day and making hoes and rakes. And, and instead, we're in the Dwarven King's palace. At his invitation. Yeah. <laughs> With an elven envoy from Anta. She's, like, laughing. What are we doing? Oh, you know, Egwene, I've made a lot of friends. I've made a lot of enemies. 
and I made a lot of mistakes. You're not alone. Ones that I really <laughs> regret, but you ask me if I would change anything, I wouldn't. I'd do it all exactly the same. Because I wouldn't want to risk anything that would mean that you weren't here in this moment or that we didn't meet Brim and his friends or that we didn't save Lone Tree. I, I wouldn't want to risk anything jeopardizing that. So I, if I had to do it all over again, I would. Well, you sound more sure of the future than I do. So guide me and she like offers her arm yeah let's see what sort of crab cakes they have at this place it's like I don't finger know. food she's like what's a crab cake i don't think she's ever had oh like, you gotta try a crab food. cake <laughs> i take a mini quest to find crab cake <laughs> so you guys all An approach unwavering sense, sense of direction to, to crab, crab cakes <laughs> um i think um the elven party arrives at the doors roughly the same time as duncan's and Egwene, so you guys can all go in together um, I'm I'm imagining like a nod between Duncan and Brim, like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. We, we made it. Hey, looking good, dude. Yeah, Brim straightens himself out in his new armor. He's feeling confident, looking sharp. He's an eligible bachelor. <laughs> Getting <laughs> out some, there, meet some, some hot. I think you got. <laughs> I think you got your your sister on your arm right now. Oh yeah, that's true. You probably yeah. For yeah. now, for yeah. now. Um, and I think the doors open, and. What stone? Oh, I know what it is. The dance, the whole floor of this hall is opal. Whoa. Ooh. So Whoa. it's just this like unreal strangeness. And so the rest of the room is really subtle and like understated because it's like, look at the floor. Mm-hmm. We made it out of opal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing looking at the walls? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like everyone's dancing like... I think they're fire opals. I think it's like everybody's dancing on fire. That's what it looks like. And there's like a small chamber orchestra. And I think dwarven music is like vaguely European, but like heavy on percussion. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a string quartet and a timpani. <laughs> so like deep house. <laughs> Fantasy deep house. Um, the sixth floor club. And there's like a whole line of like food um, from all over the world. Um, and nobody's dancing yet. Because the kings haven't come down. Mm-hmm. And so you all file in. Um, and Mary, the one you met yesterday, um, she stands up at the front and she says, In honor of our distinguished guests from Anto and from Tyria and from Palin, I would like to open this ball. Thank you all for coming. Please have a wonderful evening. And may I introduce the first dance? with the kings of Aldorf. And she, like, steps back, and the music starts, and, like, down... So there's probably, like, some stairs for an entrance. Yeah. And the two kings come down. Um, uh, I'm gonna pull up their names so I don't say it wrong, because I'm a dum-dum. Um, first is, like, King Yarrow Halfhand, um, who's the greater king, the this direct line, and his husband, um, Ulgraf Goodfaith, who's Tograf's uncle. Um, and they're dressed kind of like, more like in the t- in the line of um, Brim, and armor. There's yeah. this bulkier, 
Um, but it's like got really big pauldrons and I think they're wearing like crown helmets yeah. and like breastplates, but nothing else so that they can actually dance. And so they start the dance. And he's um, the high king? Uh, the, yes, that's King Yarrow Halfthand and his husband, Olgraf, um, Good Faith, okay. the lesser king, um, is his title. Um, so they they dance for a couple of minutes, um, and then Mary introduces, um, the, uh, the guest of honor, uh, Tograph Goodfaith returned to us after Ooh. all these long years. Yeah. And Tograph co- goes to the floor, um, I think he probably takes Vea first, um, and does like a brief dance, um, and after- does like that inappropriate, like, not inappropriate, but you like time inappropriate whistling, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. it's like, like, no, not like that. But he's just like, yeah, he's just like being really loud yeah. for yeah. telegraph for like, and it's not that loud. You're hyping him up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then like, as he's, he and Faye are dancing, the, um, the floor opens up and everybody starts going and it's like a lively, if kind of sophisticated time. Um, it probably seems tame as hell since after, yeah. before last night. Yeah. Um, so, I would like to switch games for a minute to a game we haven't played in oh, many months. Oh. To a Firebrand's mini game called A Dance. Oh. So, here's how the game works Ask your chosen partner how you two came to be dancing together. Other players can join freely if it makes sense for the characters to be present at the dance. What do you notice about each other? What have you heard? During the dance, anyone can ask anyone for details about the setting, occasion, and the circumstances. Take turns asking each other questions. Each of you gets to ask the other two questions, taking turns, and then the dance ends. If other players have joined the dance, you get to at each you get to ask two questions in total, choosing which dance part partner for each question. Take turns around the circle as figures of the dance bring you to, to and from partner to partner. The worst dancer asks the first question. Or else have another player choose who asks the first question. Once every dancer has asked two questions of each of your dancing partners, the dance ends. So basically, you guys get to dance with whoever you want. I'm going to be a little loose with the rules here. We're just going to dance until the dance is over. Okay. So I want to throw this to Brim first. Um, who does Brim dance with? Uh, I think he dances with uh, Vea first. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a sister. I think she gets this first dance. Yeah, after after she and Tograph are done, she comes to the side and like you go out with her. Yeah. Um, are you the worst dancer or is she the worst dancer? I am definitely the worst dancer. Yeah, you are. So you get to ask the first question. Okay, well, these are very romantic. <laughs> a lot of them are pretty romantic. So this one... <laughs> so you might have a hard time here, my friend. You can also PR spin it to not... To be a platonic thing. Yeah, most of like, them can be... Like, I lose my place in the dance. Do you let me stumble or do you draw me back into place? Yeah, that doesn't we'll do, have to be romantic. Yeah, we'll yeah, do that, that one. Be. We'll do that one. That's safe. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Of course she draws you back in. Okay. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Like, I know you've always been bad at this. Yeah, I have been. Always pretty bad. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Am I allowed to talk during the dance? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, on everything right now? What do you mean by everything? Well, first of all, how's Duncan? Second of all, what do you think, you know, our chances are with the dwarves? What do you think Palin's up to? I mean, you've discussed... Slow down, slow down. Uh, Sorry, I have a lot of questions. (laughs) I think we're going to be okay. I don't really know what that means right now. 
And you know what? It might even mean in the end just you and me. But we're going to be okay. I think the world's going to change. I, th I think she gets to ask a question of you. Um, in a platonic way. <laughs> I promise. Jesus. <laughs> at this moment in the dance, you laugh at what? Um, I think I laugh at Duncan in the background. <laughs> who has somehow managed to embarrass himself. I'll let you pick. <laughs> um, I'm trying to reach over three tables. And since they're dwarven tables, they're kind of small. I'm trying to reach over three tables to grab a tray of crab cakes. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to, you're gesturing to a Gwen like very largely. You're like, uh -huh. you have got to try these crab cakes. And I can knock can't... one over. <laughs> yeah. Got to try it. <laughs> I think, I think Vea says, I got it. I got it. I'm, yell I'm yelling like over the music. It's like, don't worry. She's like, he'd be. A w there are worse matches out there. I like Duncan. And then, can I end the dance or what? How does this work? You just need to ask a second question. Oh, I need to ask a second question. Here's the question that ends the dance. Uh, what is the question? When the dance ends, will you stand with me or brush away? Oh yeah. Okay, we'll ask that one. That's perfect. When it, yeah. Um. So when the dance ends, you guys, like, stand together for just the briefest moment, and then she, like, she's off to go dance with people she wants to dance with. Yeah. More, like, this was formal. She's glad to have spent some time with you, but... She has stuff she has She to has do. things to do, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, let's go to Duncan. Who do you want to dance with? Probably, in the political fashion, everyone staying with who they're with, I'd probably head out on the floor with Egwene. Okay. Egwene's definitely not as good a dancer as you are. Uh -huh. Now that it's been opened up, I think a lot of people are out on the floor. Yeah. Um, so the dance's figures separate us. When they bring us back together again, do you blush? Yeah, she does. Because she's like, yikes, I didn't know what I was doing there. Yeah, no, she's nervous. Um, <clears throat> you may, at this moment in the dance, place your hand upon my elbow, my shoulder, my waist, or my hip. Which do you choose? Um... I think I hover hand around her elbow. <laughs> Cup her elbow. That is so <laughs> awkward. This is so odd, oh, dude. So this is so funny. awkward. I can't. You're I don't so... want to dance again. I don't want to dance again. Brimgar can just hang. Yeah. She's like, I'm good. There's a lot of dwarven women who are coming up. If you want to dance, you're like, no. no. I know what these questions are. I know how these dances go. Um, at this moment in the dance, you laugh. At what? Uh, the absurdity of it all. Uh-huh. She just, like, it, it's still sinking in where she is, what she's doing. Like, for you, like, there's a part of this that for you, like, yeah, you're also a simple farm. Uh-huh. Like, she's a farm girl, you're a farm boy. Like, that. Like that's where yeah, you're yeah, from. Yeah. But you got called on by a god. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And then later by a goddess. Like, I've fought armies. I've you, seen magic. I've seen... You belong here. She doesn't feel like she belongs here, and it's absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can end the dance now, I'm pretty sure. How does this work? It's her, it's her it's question. Oh. Um, the dance's figures bring you to dance with someone else. I think it's Vea. Oh, this is a good one, though. <laughs> when the dance brings you back to me again, are you pleased or disappointed? Oh. 
<laughs> so yeah, so the dance like is one of those ones where you moved between different partners uh-huh. and you and Vea go together for a second. I think uh, Vea is a much better dancer than I am. She is. She's had much more training. Formally. Yeah. But she's not as graceful as you. You got taught by Lady Lashana. That's true. You're that a true. graceful dancer. Lady Lashana's pretty you good. You don't know as many dances, but uh-huh. you're better at them than some people. Um, probably pleased, because we can both laugh at how funny it is. I feel like I found a friend. Yeah. I think I think Egwene goes off to find something to, to drink, mm-hmm. and maybe find someone to talk to, who's, yeah. like, won't just... Probably Brim, who is also avoiding dancing. Maybe. <laughs> no, because someone's going to come ask you to dance. Is it a dwarf? No. Oh. It's warm cotton. Oh, okay. She, like, says, do you want to dance? <sighs> not really. <laughs> but if I have to, I will. <laughs> he says it not like a, I don't want to dance with you, but, like... She knows. I hate dancing, yeah. but if you want to dance, I will. I will fulfill the dance. I'm also bad. <laughs> I, well, let me put it this way: I, your, your brother wasn't dating me for my dance steps. So. Well, then we will equally be bad at dancing. All right, then let's do this. Um, oh my goodness! Okay. Bum, 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 you bum, may, bum. At, you may at this moment put in in the dance, place your hand upon my elbow, my shoulder, my waist, or my hip. Which do you choose? I would frame this as funny as possible. Like you yeah. got, like I think she's like put like she's left room for Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've also <laughs> left room for Jesus. Where have you placed your hand though? Is uh, it like properly? Like waist is. The she tries to spin yes. you. It's it's waist. Yeah, yeah. So like the dance starts. It's like yeah. Awkward as hell. <sighs> well, uh, are you feeling any better? I don't know, Brim. I, what? What's the point in being all weird about it? Right. I feel like there. I missed way. the party because I was hung up on your brother, and I haven't seen him in half a year well we can always party tonight as well you know i have heard the best cure for a hangover is to drink again more drinking <laughs> she laughs she's like maybe but no this will be enough party for me and thank you for dancing by the way this is this that will be that will i will have danced and have done it and then i can be tired <laughs> that's totally fair i'm gonna ask another question yeah um I lose my place in the dance. Do you let me stumble or do you draw me back into place? She lets you stumble. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure she does. She laughs at you. I feel like I pretty much eat shit in front of everybody. Kinda, yeah. 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 Um, Okay, I'm gonna ask the same one. The dance dances figures bring you to dance with someone else. Whom? When the dance brings you back to me again, are you pleased or disappointed? I'm pleased because it was a dwarf. It was very awkward. (laughs) (laughs) I was like reaching down. I didn't really know what to do with my arms and stuff. Uh So I'm like, wow, thank God I'm not... It's the height difference is they really don't... It gives me an excuse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She laughs a little as you guys like walk off the dance floor and she's like... You know, I was just thinking about the last time you and I were at a ball. Do you remember? Oh, I do remember. Very vividly. He was not happy. <laughs> no, he was not. I wasn't either. Fair enough. 
Neither was I. I hated you for a long time. I'm so mad. Well, I'm glad that, well, hopefully that's not the case anymore. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. Next time we're charging in, maybe you should watch where my spear's heading. <laughs> Uh, I'm always behind you. I could get you in the back. <laughs> Brim just laughs and uh, offers her like a hefty drink. Yeah. A hefty ale. Hefty ale. A stein. Vaya's asking you to dance. Oh! Duncan. <sighs> um, I think, Sam, which do you think is goes first? Who's the worst dancer here? Between Vaya or Will? Yeah, between Vaya and Duncan. Because Duncan is theatrically trained but i think duncan is he hasn't been in a while and they are probably like practices took many lessons yeah. for specifically dancing yeah of any type of music this sort of in any culture yeah. yeah all right you get to ask the first question will my hair has fallen in front of my face i tried to slick it back as best as i could but it was bing, a little thing do you touch my face oh yeah yeah i think she gets it for you that's a thing that Vea does uh-huh. to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she's just like, let me get that. Um, at this moment in the dance, you laugh. At what? Something Brim has done. <laughs> <laughs> Cop out. <laughs> no, I think, um, I think uh, because we spent the whole day together, mm-hmm. we had some sort of inside joke from the science museum or something. Breakfast heroes. And so we, we like see some a dance that the, the two dwarven kings are doing and we just like repeat the joke. And we're like, <laughs> it is because the thing. Yeah. Remember the thing. She, she remembers the thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, you get, you get one more question and then I get one more and then the dance is over. This moment in the dance allows me to step close to you and linger very near. Am I welcome? Uh-huh. Yeah. Now your turn. Your mouth is close to my ear. What do you say? Um, at this point... Because you're already close, right? Egwene has left, right? Egwene's on the edge of the dance floor somewhere. Is she, like, can she see us dancing? Oh, yeah. Okay. And to be clear, from the questions we've pulled, this has been a much more romantic dance. Than the one I had with her? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I feel that as well. <laughs> I want to look up, and I just want to... Use a dungeon world move. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't want to cast Guidance. Oh, oh my god. Wow. Wow. Wow, you're just gonna... Holy shit. Roll with advantage. I want this to go well. I'm gonna cast Guidance. <laughs> Your Guidance comes from Brim. <laughs> he just That's my you... sister! <laughs> I feel awkward. Okay. My guidance. Oh my god. What did you roll? Why is that so bad? Will. Will. Why is that so bad? Oh, just give it to him. Oh my god. (laughs) What did you roll total? Um, With advantage. With my advantage, uh, I rolled a four. How? Okay, you have a one and a one and a two on the dice. Uh Jesus. Hey, take XP. And Just move something in the background. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I get to make a move as hard as I want. Yeah. Your vision clouds for a minute. Uh-huh. And you're back in where you dreamt. At that table where you met Lady Mira and Ismal. There's only one person sitting there now. A woman you've never seen before. 
She's wearing magenta and pink. And oh. Ladine is right before you. She says, you're in a tricky situation, Duncan, aren't you? Uh, yeah. I am. And, um, and I've been putting it off for way too long. <laughs> How come? Um, because I'm confused. Because I don't know what to do. And I was hoping that I would. And you did. She... She's got dark black hair, and, like, deep brown skin, and she says, Duncan, you're funny, do you know that? Um, some people have told me I have a endearing charm. That's important, and you are... There are two people seeking your affection quite directly, but there are also a lot of people who love you in a different way, because you provide for them and protect them. I'm the goddess of love, all forms of love. And you love people back. My partner, he's not happy with you but I believe he's being a little vapid and stupid. And it's very clear that she's gotten into a yeah, fight yeah. with him about this. Yeah. She's like, would you have me fill that role for you for a while? Yes. If you, I would be beyond honored. And then she stands up and she kisses your forehead. She says, then be my paladin. And then I think you wake up, and Brim, what's happened in the last two minutes is Duncan stopped dancing like he's stuck in a trance um, while he was dancing with Vea. She's trying to, like, pat his cheek and, like, get him to, like... Has anyone else noticed? Not yet, because she's... She's tactful. She uh -huh. kind of guides him off the dance floor and sits him down and Egwene comes over and like you're looking over as he's staring dead ahead and his irises are glowing pink. That's a new color. You've seen them go green. You've seen them do blue. You've seen more blue than green, but pink is new. Yeah. And Duncan, and she says, I can't choose for you. I can't even tell you which way you should go. That's not how I work. And that's, like, the last thing she you hear from her. And you wake up and, like, Egwene and Vea are, like, leaning over you. <laughs> I come to it. Yeah. Yep. That part in my vision. <laughs> and then Brim. Yeah, and then Brim, like, like the pushes him aside. He's like, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Are you okay? <laughs> Give him some air! Give him some air! I have a drink for you. <laughs> uh, Brim, you see your escape... This is how you can get away from the yeah. dance. You can take your sick friend out. <laughs> Listen, buddy, I think we gotta go back to the room. You look sick. Yeah, 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 sick. I feel sick. So you guys, like, are in the hallway. Yeah. Do you tell Brim what happened? Yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. 
So what'd you do? Well, then I came to and you were in front of me. Yeah, but you took the deal. Yeah, I think I touched my array of amulets. Um, hey, you had the other three yeah, in your pocket. I, I reached in my pocket. There's only two in your pocket. Uh-huh. The Gladine one is on. I put the Lady Mirror one on as well. But I leave the Yzmol in my pocket. I don't even remember putting this Gladine one on. Do you think Yzmol will be cool with that? I, I can't say at this point, but I know that I've never even spoken to her before. I've prayed maybe once or twice in my whole life. Also, Christ, you just, you prayed to your God to choose which women you were going to get with? <laughs> I think that's a perfect place to cut to the morning. Like, yeah. that would be beautiful, just like hard cut. Yeah. Uh-huh. To you guys standing in front of like big stone doors. Hey everyone, it's me, Dane. You're here with me in the intermission. Thanks for listening to the Level 1 Podcast. Uh, it means the world that you listen. We work so hard to make it for you, so thanks for, thanks for being here. Um... As always, you can follow us at level underscore podcast on Twitter. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you found us. It helps other people find the show and helps us build an audience. So thanks for taking the time to do that. Um, special thanks as always this week to Sage Latora and Adam Cowell for designing Dungeon World. Special thanks also to tabletopaudio.com, which is where all of our sound effects, sound designs come from. Um, you can go there and uh, kind of up your personal at-the-table game. It's a really cool thing. Go take the time to check it out. Additional thanks to Chris Wilson, who designed the Elementalist playbook. Some thanks to Peter Johansson, who built the Vampire, Baron, and warlord playbooks all of which made a huge difference in this season um firebrands was designed by d vincent baker and music was by dane fogdahl well it looks like that's it for the intermission um we're here for the role playing not so much the rolling i've kept you here too long let's get back to the show <laughs> I think that's a perfect place to cut to the morning. Like yeah. that would be beautiful, just like hard cut. Yeah. Uh-huh. To you guys standing in front of like big stone doors. So, you guys are standing in front of two massive stone doors. And the kings haven't arrived yet. Um but I'll tell you who is here right now. Um Egwene's here, Duncan, um, Brim, Vea, Tograph, and Bartholomew Sybin is also the paladin you met in the tunnels. Um, Duncan's old teacher is also here. Um, uh, Brim's, your, your, your commandos are like, they're like, they're, they can be here, but they have to, they can only guard the door. That's, they can't come in. Yeah. I mean, I'll have them guard the door. Yeah. Who knows where Ingvild is. Yeah. Um, and then I think uh, the chief enforcer, uh, Freygald, the dwarf you met when he, you arrived, he's here, as is Mary. And they kind of unlock these big stone doors. And I think the, the it's just this like raw stone room. And like there's just there's only one decoration and it's a beautifully uh, drawn map of Saren. And then other than that, it's just a raw stone table with stone chairs. It's meant to exact 
power and humility. Like, it's it's meant to remind everyone in this room that you are powerful, and you should be careful with that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, you like the, you have the power to move mountains, but they may fall on you. Um, and I think twenty minutes pass. Do you guys say anything? I, I'm imagining both Vea and Egwene are shuffling through papers. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm mostly here as an emissary. Like, I have a little bit of say in negotiations. But Vea but like, is doing most of it. But, like, Vea is, like, the person who is leading the negotiations. So, like, even mm. though I have been vocal. Yeah, and my, my party is mainly remaining neutral to see the outcome of this. Right. So yeah. I'm more a witness. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be Dane talking to himself. <laughs> Um, and I think eventually the kings come in Um, they come in and everybody stands and then they kind of like wave just like please please sit and Telgraph was with them and Telgraph sits next to you all the kings sit and um, the high king speaks first and he says I'd like to welcome you all here today it is wonderful that you've brought my nephew back safely Thank you for that. My pleasure. And Lord Duncan, you are a surprise, but a welcome one. Thank you. Now, in terms of honesty and my respect for you all, I will lay things out as we see them. We have been in communication with Palin for many months now. This meeting is all but a formality for us signing in with Palin. Our long-standing relationship with Anto and respect for our nephew has encouraged us to be here and hold the debate and let Sir Sybin, any gestures towards your, prof- your old Professor Duncan, speak his piece and let you in on what's happening. We would like to hear your side. Nothing has been made official yet. And I would like to open the floor to Simon. I'd like to get like a reaction shot from you guys. Because I think Tograph just looks blindsided. Like they did not tell him this. Yeah. Um, I think Egwene looks to you, Duncan. Uh-huh. And I think Vea like holds her paper really tightly and looks close to tears. Um... I don't know. I think that, he, uh, I mean, my class, my class, and Brimgar as a person is all about leading people. Mm-hmm. So I think he just kind of, he just keeps a very like blank, stern expression. Like Hold we're here together. for business. I'm not here to you know get emotional or anything like that. Like we can save that for later. Mm-hmm. I think I motion. I put a hand up for Egwene to be like, it's all right. Let's just wait. Let's be patient. But I'm looking back and forth a lot. Yeah. yeah between. Bartholomew. Brungar is trying to just be like the essence of confidence right now. He wants to be a rock so everyone can like center. Yeah. It seems like you're both doing that. Yeah. Which I think is actually going to put you in a position to speak. Um, So, Saibin stands and before he begins speaking, um, the lesser king, Telegraph's uncle says, Now Saibin, you will not hide anything from them. You will speak the whole truth. Or we will not sign. 
Oh, okay. See, that's power play. <laughs> How and does Simon look? Fine. You okay. get the sense that he was probably going to tell the whole truth anyways. Yeah. But I think that they've been dealing more with Meralda Twicelane, who's a bit more of a politician. Yeah. Even though he's like a senator, he's like yeah. really plain spoken and like really direct with people. So he stands. So as you know, Caspin, over the last year and a half, has conquered most of Saren. And they have done most of that with the use of foul magics. A discovery made by a certain Etni. And he looks at Duncan. Has led to the mages having a severe amount of power. Which they've used to animate the dead and take over most of the continent. The truth is, despite their fear of us, they should not be afraid. We cannot resist them. Not for long. And neither can Eldorf. Anto cannot. And Tyria cannot. Not even together. This is our view. They aim to crush our freedoms. Make everything Caspian. Make everything the same. I would rather live free in a changed world. Now the discovery that young Miss Etney made that sacrificing a ley line for immense magical power we may use that as well. And we intend to. Our intent is to band together Tyria and Aldorf. And in Tyria, there is the Serpent's Back mountain range, the largest knot of ley lines in the world. If we could harness that, we aim to lift those three nations into the sky and separate ourselves from Caspin forever. And take the ley lines with us, such that they cannot follow. Anto has no ley lines. They cannot come with us. The land will not come. Which is why we broke off ties. It is the only way to save freedom for anybody. Okay. That is the gist of the plan. So basically, you want to use this ley line magic that Edney discovered. The ability to draw on ley lines for immense magical power. And use it to physically remove the land into the sky... And make it its own self-sustaining place. I mean, where else do we rest? And leave. All of Saren rests in Aro's sky. And leave. We would just separate. And leave Caspin just to be. Yes. 
Otherwise, they'll draw on that immense ley line power to destroy us. Well, to do something else. As far as I understand their plan, and our intelligence is good but not perfect, is to take control of that ley line. Their leader, Tilda, fears what could be done with this power. And wishes to control it, not necessarily use it. However, she is a mortal being, being like all of us. And eventually, someone else will take her place. And I've met members of the Mages College who I do not respect as much. And I fear what they would do with such a knot of ley lines. What if all the ley lines in all of Saren were to just be used up? To be, like, diffused, disarmed. Are you pitching this to the table? Is this possible? I think this might be when Ingvild throws the doors open, stepping into the whole conference room, and the... Sam, your, your guards are, you know... Try, they tried to stop her, but um, she kind of waves them off, and... Uh, they close the doors behind her as she starts speaking. Oh my god. And I think Bartholomew like narrows his eyes. Uh-huh. And she says, Well then that would be the death of us all. I'd like to tell you a story, Duncan. Go on. <laughs> Before there was anything, there was Saren. She lived in the void and was lonely. So she made herself two children, Ismal and Aro. Eventually, she wished for more, and she put herself to sleep and became where we live. She made mortals, and the ley lines are like your blood vessels. The serpent's back is like her heart. You take all those pieces apart, and she will die. So if we burned out the serpent's back, would that not just have the same effect? My brother, the serpent, existed, and she survived that. What the paladins, and she, like, has some venom in her voice when she says this, they plan an amputation. Saren would survive in the sky. I do wonder what would happen down here. Wouldn't this go against everything you preach, Bartholomew? I mean, if Ismal is the land and Aro is the sky, would you just be leaving Ismal's domain to be overrun? No. We would bring his domain with us. Land and sky would meet. And what, what's left would be, what's left behind would be? Something new. We don't know what would happen to it. But we can't let every person on every mortal become enslaved. Anta would be left behind. I think the kings are like, what is that thing? Like, <laughs> and pointing at Ingvold. All um, guards are bristling. Yeah. <laughs> Do one of you, like, let her, like, 
add her to your like retinue do you like say that so that she doesn't just get like thrown out yeah she's with us she is uh (laughs) low tree and the elves are still separate yeah that's fine Uh, i think the kings look at you and said you should have announced her and my apologies so uncouth like unfortunately i do not have any sort of control over what she over her actions but she is looking after me as somewhat of a protector and apparently she felt like her presence was needed so i do have to say though she does make a very interesting point <laughs> just trying to like glide past it <laughs> like yeah and moving on um obviously onto uh would be left out of this why we do respect um for lack of a better word, what you are trying to do, Bartholomew. Uh, it was both irresponsible and uh, quite rude to leave your allies in the dark like that. That's uh, an unfortunate circumstance. I understand your perspective, but I wish you would have handled it a different way. And then uh, I think I think he starts uh, this kind of pacing. It's like... Why are we so certain that there's no way to defeat these people? There has to be some way. If not in direct force by subterfuge. Um, so GM screen down. Mm-hmm. So let me get this straight. Yep. The ley lines are currents of magical energy that crisscross all through Saren. Yeah. And they basically are the lifeblood of Saren. Yep. They fuel everything in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're the mages are tapping into it yeah in order to basically perform giant rituals or but basically it's destroying the planet it's almost like using a nuclear weapon yes but only in the way that etni learned how to use it yes so the way thorn used it and the way that the orcs use it is that they it's like stepping into a river it's like hydroelectric power mm-hmm. if that makes sense like yeah. the river's just flowing by and it's turning the wheel and mm-hmm. they're stronger yeah the way etni used it is she just burst the dam all at once. Uh-huh. And that's incredible. Yeah. And there's nothing else like it. Mm-hmm. But then all that water's gone. Yeah. So there might... So... Okay, no... So, so the some of the mages now are burning up ley lines. Uh-huh. And so they are hurting existence mm-hmm. by doing that. Yeah. The paladin's plan is to perform a ritual of their own. And as the chunk of land literal countries lift out of the sky into the sky mm-hmm. rip all the ley lines out of the of the rest of Saren and like suck them into the smaller space so that what's left has no ley lines so what's left on, on the, the down surface. is like the re- like Anto so Anto might survive that well Maybe. here's the funny thing nobody really knows what happens if there are no ley lines in the land but Anto has no ley lines and it still has plants and people. And... It does. But the interesting thing is there are no mages there. Yeah. And also it's connected. Like if you think about it under the ocean, there's land that connects uh-huh. them to land that does have ley lines. Yeah, yeah. So it's, so nobody knows if like, I think a point that both Simon and Ingfield make is like, maybe what's left behind will just kind of drift into nothingness. Like so, maybe it'll get washed away and everything below will be ocean or maybe the sky will like eat it away. It's very unclear what will happen to what's below. So basically you're asking us to solve nuclear weapons crises, which is something that not even humans in the real earth world dimension can figure out. 
but Sam and Will are supposed to <laughs> um, solve the problem of nuclear armament within the confines of yeah, the dungeon world. Yeah, because the worst part about this whole situation is the ley lines always exist. Yeah. And now people will always know. It's like it's like when the U.S. when U.S. dropped the first bomb. It's you can't like, put that back in the box. Yeah, it, you've opened Pandora's box at this point. Uh-huh. So it's like, how long... Until someone misuses it, someone... The interesting thing, though, is that the the people who know how to do this are limited right now. And the mages' colleges have been rounding up mages. And, like, if they don't fall in line, they're being executed. So... I think the paladins hope that if they... If there's no mages college, it will be easier to control that information in the sky. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes sense to me. Well, that's yeah, the hope. That's the hope. It's yeah. not necessarily. You're absolutely right, though. Etni burned down the lone tree, and that was it. Yeah. Everybody knew Jeannie was out of the bottle. And I think Ingvild goes on with her story. She says, this is not the first time ley lines have been used and burned and taken out. My parents, the goddess Aro and Lord Vita, they wanted children that would not die. And so they took ley lines out of Saren and made the first demigods, the first vampires, the first demons. And so the gods rebelled against that and put a stop to it. Up until now, and it's happening again. But this time it's... Mortals. This time it's Ismal, Mira, Gladine, and Talreen's own creations are the ones that are ripping out the ley lines. It is Saren's own creations. Saren made you all. Mm-hmm. You are all a part of her as much as anything else. Now, I ask this. So the only being that's not mortal... And is fallible to their own flaws and their own um, shortcomings, but has a much different perspective than squabbling humans fighting amongst themselves. The only beings that can alter ley lines would be Aro and Lord Vita. No, any god can do it. Oh, any god. They just. Ismal doesn't feel good about ripping out his mother's circulatory system. Uh huh. Do they have a way of safeguarding it? The last time the gods intervened directly, it was catastrophic. That's what Ingvild says. Well, I think the problem with this solution is that your your hope is that you can control the knowledge of ley lines, but at the end of the day, Unless you are able to completely bury the information, even once you're in the sky, you're still going to struggle with people ripping them out. As long as it's out there, someone will figure it out. And Sabin says, you're right. But that's not the problem we're trying to solve right now. We're trying to solve the problem of how do we keep people from being free and not being overrun by undead soldiers. How are they performing these undead soldiers? Are they drawing on the ley lines to perform these mass rituals? It was one ritual. 
Tilda did it by herself. In one go. By pulling on a ley line the same way Etni did. Yes. And a ley line under a lake. I know that lake. Well. Been there. Unfortunately, I think, obviously, Anto can't agree to this plan because we are not included in it. I think that you are making rather large oversights in favor of a smaller picture and overseeing a bigger one. What would you have us do? See, okay, How time would out. We, oh, sorry. Because I don't know what... I have no idea what resources Anto provides. I don't know... Okay, here's what I'll say. They're not lying. Yeah. The numbers don't lie. Yeah. They don't know how to win, like, through other means. That doesn't mean there's no other way to win, though. Yeah. No. He's just in the place of, like, we've done the math. We've done the math over and over and over again. Every battle we... Even battles we win, they get uh, they get resources out of. Like, fuck, how does that work? <laughs> like, well, I don't think that you should be thinking about taking them in direct battle, as, that, as you said, that directly strengthens, strengthens their force. What you should be thinking about, and hold on, before you get testy, and I know that this is a sensitive subject, and you've talked about it many times, but let me have my piece we haven't been able to discuss for many months. Before, before you start thinking about battles, you should think about smaller deployed units people that have specialized skills that can infiltrate these places, that can perform assassination. Subterfuge. Not necessarily assassination, but yes, that as well. We kill the Emperor. We kill Emperor Draken. They vote a new one in. He's a martyr then. We kill Tilda. What do you think her wife would do as a response with that kind of power? We happen to have access to one of the only people who has any any influence on either of them. Talking about Etni? Yes. And I know for a fact that right now she's being super loyal to us. She's holding down the home fort. And she's waiting for us to return triumphant with news of collaboration between all three of us. The only chance... I understand that you feel like you have to execute your plan. The only chance you have to avoid such destruction to millions of other innocent lives that, while they might not be free, are lives nonetheless, and I'm sure that you've thought about that. The only chance you have is if all three of us work together. That's it. That's the only shot. All three of us. Well, four, I guess, would be correct, including Tree. I'm going to be very honest with you both. We do not need Anto. We would love it if your people came across onto Tyria's landmass, perhaps, and came with us. We cannot bring the land you are from with us, but maybe the people. We would be appreciative of that. But we do not need Anto. We need the serpents back. We are not stronger than Caspin. We are stronger than you. This guy is so threatening. <laughs> I'm following you. What, what's up, man? 
I am sorry, Duncan. But this is how it is. Bartholomew, have you spent any time with the orcs? No. In my village, we have a ritualist. His name's Wicker. He's a pretty cool guy, actually. Sometimes he can be a little grumpy, a little grouchy, and tell you very boring stories. But other than that, he's a really, really cool guy. And he did a ritual. But not quite like Etni did, where she burned everything up. But this ritual is performed throughout the series of villages along the serpent's back. It's the reason why the mage's magic doesn't work quite so well. It's the reason Arcane Archie has to walk out of the town before he can teleport away. Is there some way we can use that ancient magic, the magic that our civilizations have forgotten, and we can use that to preserve what is? That is what we're trying to do. Here's a thought. Why do you think Caspin has not taken your place already? Let's reason it out. Who's in your village? You've said it yourselves. She's the person who has the most influence over those two powerful mages in the world. Has it ever crossed your mind that perhaps they're holding off for her? The orc's magic is like floating down a river. Rivers can be destroyed if someone opens a dam. I don't think your shield will be able to stand up to them. They've left you alone by choice, as we have. So, you've been trying to convince me to help you, but they've been trying to convince Etni? Etni did tell you that Tildo did come that day, but then you ran off to go save Brim, and that kind of got washed away. But I wonder if that floats to your mind now. Wait, but she didn't... She just said they were there. <laughs> she didn't tell me what they... I mean, Tilda just told Etni what, you know, that Caspin Ranger guy told me. Perhaps. I don't know. We're the best chance you have. And to be fair, you're lucky. We will save your home and your land whether you like it or not. I think this whole time, uh, like, Egwene, Tograph, and Vea have just been stunned into silence. Mm-hmm. And, like, this level of, like, intensity is a thing that they have, they're not practiced in. Like, I think you guys are holding your ground here um, because you've lived through battles, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think it hurts that Ingvild's backing you up. Even the kings are silent through this whole thing, right? Yeah. This this paladin is commanding the room, and Duncan, I think you've figured out why. Yes. He's using a little move. He is using a move, which you know as well. He's using his eye on the law. Yeah. What do I have here? He's demand, he is using the voice of divine authority to command this down. Uh-huh. And here's the thing that y- you're familiar with God, so you can fig- you can riddle this out in your head. Yeah. Ismal has not revoked his power for doing so. Uh-huh. 
Ismal agrees with this plan. Yeah. Or he would have taken the powers away from Bartholomew. Uh-huh. His eyes are glowing green. No, I, do, I think that's more, it's uh, a more subtle move, because the way you've used it has been more subtle. Mm-hmm. But it, like, that's why it's taken 20 minutes for you to be like, oh my god, he's fucking magicking us, <laughs> so that, like, most people Ismal, can't... you dick! You'll talk to this guy, but you won't talk to me? <laughs> is this hard for Duncan? This is, like, your favorite, one of your yeah. favorite professors, who's being so harsh. I know what I'm He say. seems scared, I think, is maybe the truth. Yeah. It's not hard for me. <laughs> so what are you guys doing? I'm curious. Brim, I think I know what I'm going to say. Okay. There's a way. There's a way, man. Okay? I'm going to stand They up. don't have player characters on their side. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'd like to address the room. And I want to use my I am the law. In a different way. I'll say my piece first. And then see if it actually works with what I'd like to say. Which is that I've been in battles before. I've fought wars before. And the way I see both of these sides is you, all of you, are prepared to win a battle and lose a war. You're prepared to slice up the country and live with your own little piece of it. Kill millions of people. Leave a nation that many of you have never been to, to a fate that you don't even know will exist. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm prepared to lose many battles. I've lost a lot of battles. <laughs> Most <laughs> battles. Brim thinks back to like all the bad rolls. Yeah. I think back to all the shit that's gotten beaten out of me by various foes. I've lost a lot of battles. But I'm going to win this war. With or without your help. Because I have a few friends who aren't going to lose my side. So you guys can make it harder for me. And you can go ahead with your plans, but I'm going to fight until my last breath to make sure that this entire world is safe from whatever anyone's got planned. And that includes Anto. That includes the rest of Saren. So the only thing I would ask of the dwarves is that you give me time to do what needs to be done. And I'm going to give those kings an order <laughs> to not sign a treaty. Oh my god. That's do you want delight. help? Do you want help? Yeah, I want aid. I, 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 need, I need a speech from Brim. I need something from Brim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I didn't want to interrupt got, his speech. Someone, no, he's got to back me up with what I just said. I'm not going to live in a world uh, that's... I think, I think Vea squeezes your hand. Um... Brim. Damn it, this was your job. <laughs> she says, she looks like she's sweating. Yeah. And like she's been caught in something a little bit. Um, because again, there is magic in this room happening. Do I know? At all? No, I think this is Dunk. Is Duncan's it not affecting one. me? You're managing to push through because you're you. Yeah. Vea is a politician. She is not the warlord. So I think it's almost magnetic. Are people in the room being pulled back and forth? Kind of, yeah. And it's no also, way. it's also more like fear. There's so much fear, mm-hmm. um, in the room. And she like says to you, Brim, just like we've we have to be allies now. 
And he like she like look manages to like look up at you and says, "They're the only ones." And she's I, yeah. I think I give her one look and I go, "No, they're not." And I look at I I think I'm gonna have a big moment here. Wait, she thinks Palin is the only ones. She thinks. No, she means you. And oh. the, she means the secondary heroes in the orcs. Oh, okay. Then I don't say that because I was misreading. Um, I think like before in the middle of Will's speech, I kind of look at my my amulet again. I'm like, well, I don't know. If, uh, if it ever required valor, it'd be now, I guess. And then uh, <clears throat> Rim stands up and he and he like faces down. <laughs> Like I think he, I think he, Sibin. yeah, I think he really faces him down because Brim's not like a tiny dude. No, and he's wearing royal armor. He's like set up, and he's like, <clears throat> "This is unbelievable," and the the fact that we're ignoring the millions of people that you're gonna leave behind. I don't give a shit about Anto. Of course, I give a shit about my own home. I give a shit about all those other fucking people too. What the hell do you think this is? Just because, just because you know how to work a room, you know how to work people down. I don't, because I don't know. He's using magic. Yeah, you're manipulating. What you're doing right now is you're manipulating these people, and I don't know how, but you're doing it, and you're manipulating them in order to kill mil- millions of people. This is on your conscience. This is not on mine. This is on everyone's conscience that's in this room that agrees to this plan that doesn't give us time. Because with time, I guarantee you that we can do this, and we don't even need your help. Would your help be appreciated? Yeah, of course it would be. But we can do it without, too. We just need time. And if we don't do it in that time, then that's fine. You guys can carry through with your plan. You can leave Anto in the dust. You can leave millions of people to die. But that's on your conscience. It's not on mine. And then uh, it kind of steps down. I really don't want to roll, man. (laughs) This is going to fucking suck. So you're rolling plus how many bonds? Two? Two. Alright. Let's give Duncan a plus one here. (sighs) Give me that one. (laughs) What'd you get? What'd you get? (laughs) I got an 11 plus two. two. So 13. 13, So take that plus one, Duncan. So I'm rolling with a plus three. Could you read I Am The Law? You haven't used it this season. When you give an NPC an order based on your divine authority, roll plus charisma. On a seven plus, they choose one from this list. Do what you say, back away cautiously, then flee, attack you. On a ten plus, you also take plus one forward against them. On a miss, they do as they please, and you take minus one forward against them. I'm getting plus three. Eleven. Oh, All right. let's go, baby. <laughs> so what are that. the options? Um, do what you say, back away cautiously, then flee, or attack you. And now, whatever they do, I have a plus one forward against them. He stands up. Who? Uh, Bartholomew. Oh, okay. And he like looks at the at the at the dwarven kings. Six months. And and the dwarves, they nod their heads. You have six months. We have six months to save the world. 
Prove me wrong, Duncan. <sighs> and I think he leaves. I think the I think the the, the dwarves leave next, and Tograph looks at you, Brim, and he says, "I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna try and work on my uncles." Okay, if all seems lost, we're gonna have to try and move people here. Okay. Okay. And he like he kind of runs off because he's like, "No time like the present." Yeah. And I think Ingvild. Um, steps and like touches each person still in the room in the small of their back and like relieves any tension in their body yeah and she's like I'm so sorry I didn't come with you from the start I should have known better I was hoping things wouldn't have gone this way what was that I feel like he just took took the room oh it was a hole I didn't describe I am yeah. law and all that stuff um fuck that guy he's actually he's- a really good guy he's actually Really, really, like, probably, like, the best dude you'll meet. He's really... You would have liked him if you'd been a student. Um, I think Vea stands up and, like... I think she tries to, like, touch your your shoulder, mm -hmm. Duncan. She says, thank you for standing up for us. And... She, like... I think she holds Brim's face in her hands and she says, you know, sometimes I wish you had my eyes and you were a real member of my blood. You deserve this. And she, like, grabs the spear. Thank More you. than any of us. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. She looks back at Duncan Can we be formal allies now? Well, I, mean, I know you have to ask the chiefesses, but at least with the secondary heroes. With the secondary heroes, you guys are formal allies. So I mean, a member of your own party is already in the group. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I think Egwene pats you on the back. Uh -huh. And I think we get some shots of you guys like he gives you like, a big bear hug after you say <laughs> yeah. that. I think it's like I think you guys are like Telegraph is gonna stay and try and work his uncles. Like mm -hmm. he feels like that's his best use of his talents. Um but the rest of of your party, like, you guys are packing up like hurriedly with like yeah. like with like purpose. Like I feel like Egwene and Vea in particular are just like fuck this fuck all of this we need to go like we need to go uh -huh. before we go mm -hmm. I have one last ditch thing that I want to try what's that? it's possible one last shot in the dark and then I'm never going to try again but I think I kneel alone in my room in the garden somewhere in the castle and I take out my broken amulet to Ismal. And I just say a prayer that's like, I know we've had our differences and I know I'm probably going against everything that you stood for, that Bartholomew spoke for you, but we were in this together from the start and if I'm going to pull off what I have to pull off, I need your help. I need your boons. I need what you provide. So...
stand with me. Let me stand with you for six months. And if I fail, I fail you. And you leave me forever, forsake me, do whatever it is. Six months. And if I failed, then I wasn't worthy to begin with. I think the amulet reforms with a green glow. And you hear six months ring in your ears. In Yzmol's voice. And you hear all three of them in chorus say, We need to speak with you. Find a way to speak with us regularly. We need to speak with you. And you all pack up, like I said, galloping through the tunnels, around that corner where you fought the, the griffins. I think Ingvild doesn't leave your side the whole time. Yeah. I think it's hard. I don't think she runs beside you, but she's always in sight. Yeah. And eventually, you push so hard, you make it in two weeks. Back home. And you crest a hill, and you can see Lone Tree. Alright, let's move on to the fifth week. Uh, you guys kind of like stop your, your little mini vacation, and you're about to get, like, you get back to work. Mm-hmm. And midway through your first day, kind of back at it in this week that stupid paper bird is back with another letter from Duncan <laughs> oh no I read the head a little bit <laughs> okay. so it's first of all it's not like a letter it's a, it's on a postcard okay like that says greetings from Goldmere on the front um, okay like it's really kind of cheesy Etni! With like seven exclamation points. <laughs> Could not secure alliance with dwarves. They are thinking of allying with the paladins. Mages apparently are trying to control you for your ability to rip out Saren's ley lines. Oh no, Duncan found out without me. Oh no. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I just love that Will fucking wrote these. <laughs> he absolutely did. He so did. That's so great. He texted them to me. Like I was like He did. I love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> um But you would have told me if they approached you directly to abandon us and help them, right? Anyway. <laughs> Rube and I threw a crazy party in Goldmere. Dance. No. No? Like, holy shit, this party was... (laughs) Lit. (laughs) So good. Wish he'd been there. We saw Jor! Remember him? I love that guy. (laughs) Oh, attaches a drawing from a dwarven artist of Brim and I in the High King's trophy chamber. I like how he's telling me, like, all this shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. And just barely anything. Yeah, he's burying the lead so hard here. Oh, my God. Everyone here is really nice, even if they refuse to be our allies and instead throw our lives into mortal danger. 
I hope everything is going well at home, love, Duncan. P.S. Caspin and Palin both have plans that will result in mass death or enslavement. We only have six months to save the world. We left right after I sent this. See you soon. And this was dated two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they'll be here in two weeks. Yeah, they. you could also... Uh, they could haul ass and get here in two weeks. Um, but... Well, it if, if be, it was dated two weeks ago, they could like they could be almost here. They yeah. could be a week out. It's okay. They like basically they could be here any day now. It's kind of the thing. How does that you feel after the third letter? <laughs> and where did she get this? Where was she when she got the letter? I feel like she was like somewhere like super fucking obscure like on the roof of like the keep just like chilling. just trying to get away from everybody yeah she's like no nobody will bother me up here yeah <laughs> except for this stupid paper bird that flaps its way away <sighs> after yeah i feel like instead of crumpling up this one edney keeps reading it yeah what's the parts what are the parts that actually get at her all of it. 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 Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. She feels shitty about it. That's fair. She feels shitty that her party had to be her fucking parents' party where she dances some fucking guy who's shady. Yeah. She feels weird about the situation yeah and she's scared so other than the letter it's a really uneventful week yeah yeah you and your team kind of just hold down the fort so i'm gonna take a break and then do the last week